Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. Greg Scheinman here. We are going to be talking about Bub's Naturals. Why? Because Bub's Naturals makes the absolute best coffee I have ever had. I literally bury my nose into the bag every morning before I grind the beans and I use my pour over to make the absolute best coffee. And what else do I do? I throw a couple of scoops of the Bub's Naturals collagen peptides in there. And here's what I love about Bub's. Their collagen peptides don't get all clumpy and powdery and ruin the coffee. They actually dissolve beautifully. They're unflavored and they give me everything I need in a collagen peptide product, grass-fed, pasture-raised, support for my joints, hair, skin, nails, gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free, GMO-free, corn-free. They are perfect. I add a scoop of their MCT oil powder as well and boom. I am set every single morning. Guys, check out Bub's Naturals. I am serious about this. It is the best lineup of products I have ever used, and I use them every single morning. Bub'sNaturals.com, promo code MidlifeMail, 20% off. Check it out. All right, here we go. I'm Greg Scheinman, the host of the Midlife Mail Podcast, a weekly platform where I engage with CEOs, athletes, authors, chefs, coaches, entrepreneurs, celebrities, thought leaders, and other high performers. Our conversations revolve around maximizing midlife and how to make this next phase of life our best phase. We talk about our personal journeys and share experiences on what I call the six Fs, family, fitness, finance, food, fashion, and fun. And today, I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Chef Pat Pascarella. Pat is a culinary maestro renowned for his work at the Porchetta Group and Grana Atlanta. His journey from Connecticut to Atlanta, his Italian roots, and his passion for food have shaped his unique culinary style. His story is compelling and a testament to the power of passion and perseverance. And he's not just a chef, but an artist who paints with flavors and textures, creating dishes that are both visually stunning as well as delicious. His dedication to his craft is inspiring, and I am excited to dive into his experiences, inspirations, and his journey in the culinary world along with his deeply personal story. In our conversation today, we explore the intersection of food and life and how our relationship with food can enhance our overall well-being and how his own personal journey has shaped his perspective on life and success. He's lost over 100 pounds. He has reframed and redesigned his life as a chef, husband, father, and man, and is one of the most committed and inspiring men that I know. He is as real as they come, a straight shooter, no BS. So get ready for an enlightening conversation this week on the Midwife Mail podcast with Chef Pat Pascarella. 
welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for thanks for asking me to be on. I'm I'm pumped. So so am I. You know, well, I was just getting kind of well, I was getting tired of looking at all the pictures of amazing food that you <laughs> post. Well, I'm not tired of it, actually excited and hungry, you know, by it yeah. and, and wetting my appetite on it. I'm like, this guy's doing some amazing, amazing stuff down down at, in Atlanta. And you know, again, husband, father, chef, opening restaurants, doing all kinds of dynamic stuff, and also looking like, you know, you're really starting to prioritize you know, your daily routine, your lifestyle. You got the whoop on the wrist. I'm seeing what yep. you're cooking in the restaurants, but yep. also what you're cooking at home, like all this. And I was like, there's, there's something going on here. Let's see if we can have a conversation. Um, food is one of my F's, you know, family, fitness, finance, food, fashion, and fun um, out there. So this really struck a chord, you know, with me. And I always feel like the food tastes better when you know who makes it. You know, awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent agree. So this is exciting for me. So thank you. Uh, thank you for being here today. Um, Absolutely. Let's jump in. So here's my first question for you. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go straight down, straight right down the middle. Super hard. Let's one. do it. Let's do it. What's, what was for breakfast this morning? Oh, so it's actually funny. I, uh, so I, I first time in forever, I made overnight oats. I never make overnight oats. I've never had it. I just got um, high protein in. So I'm like, let me give it a shot. So I did uh, two scoops of high protein. I did a quarter cup of oats, a little bit of chocolate almond milk, because I, I need that like a little added sweetness. If not, I'm going to like lose my mind. Um, and then one banana. And uh, I ate half of it just because about two and a half years ago, I got the gastric sleeve done. And mm. I still am kind of, I really can't eat that much in one sitting, which helps um, but in the same sense, it was delicious and it filled me up in, in within minutes. So the good thing is I got the other half for after the podcast. So I'm, I'm pumped to eat that afterwards. <laughs> there you go. So we're doing the same thing, basically a little bit, a little bit differently. Um, you're doing the overnight oats with everything in there and the human improvement protein, which is awesome. I yep. finished also my workout. You said you just finished yours and I'm doing yep. the human improvement smoothie, frozen fruit, a little almond milk, you know, whatever we can in the interest nice. of time. I'm going to love those overnight oats. Also, um, this creatures of habit brand that Michael Chernow is also a chef. Um, yeah, I love that guy. Fit guy, creatures of habit. Throw that in there. The almond milk. Add a little extra protein to it. Like I make a few of them. Keep them in the fridge, and they are oh, I love that. freaking awesome. That's cool. Very yes. cool. Yeah, I, I've never I've never done it before, and getting to give it a shot was uh, it's good. I mean, it's delicious. And that that I've never had a protein powder that actually, to be honest with you, that actually tastes good. So I'm actually pumped to know that this is going to be, it's going to be something that I'm actually going to look forward to eating or drinking. So that's good. That, that's awesome. Oh, I think you know, you make a really valid point. Certainly as a chef, I mean, you cook, you know, for flavor, you know, like look, customers support vote with their wallets, you know, and their taste yeah. buds, you know, and everything too. Um, and I think that there's sometimes this maybe misconception or misperception that also like eating well or eating healthy or doing other things. Mm means you sacrifice flavor. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd love yeah. to get your, your approach on it because even, you know, with an Italian cooking, I mean, I'm looking at pizzas and I, I mean, there really is something so fantastic about like just a great pizza, like the, like the yeah. simplest ingredients in the dough and the most incredible tomato sauce and the cheese. I'd love your perspective on kind of how you see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, so for me, my, you know, again, my life changed a lot two and a half years ago after I got the surgery done, but um, you know, it's one of those things where I really started to focus on what I eat. Right. So 
whether it's an overnight oats, whether it's a protein shake, whether it's a dish of pasta, like my thing is I do every single thing now in very, very moderation. Like I used to be 380, about 380, 390. Now I'm sitting at like 280, 285. Um, and I still want to lose about another 60, 65 pounds. So I'm getting there. Um, but I, I'll eat the dish of pasta. I just won't go above me. Like I'm not eating carbonara. You know, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I may make a rendition of it where I throw a couple egg yolks in there, but I'm not going to put all the cheese. I'm not going to put all the butter, you know, but when I'm at home, I cook in only extra virgin olive oil. I cook in only grass fed butter. So I try to be healthy and try to be conscious of that stuff as well. Um, but you know, for me, my biggest thing on, on how I gained a ton of weight in, in the early years was, you know, you're a chef you're on food all day. And, and it's a lot easier to just grab a piece of bread than it is to grill a piece of chicken, you know, but now I just stay ahead. You know, my Sundays are, are very important to me. It's the one day I get to be home and spend all day with my kids and my wife. And while I'm at home, I'm just meal prepping. So it's not hard to grill chicken thighs. It's not hard to, you know, to, to make, you know, a, a three cups of rice. It's really not hard to do it. It's just prioritizing the fact that, you know, you know, my, my wife, my wife, I tell everybody, my wife made me quit smoking eight years ago. And she said to me, she said, uh, I want you here past 60. And that really resonated because, you know, I do want to make it past 60. My grandfather, my grandfather passed away at 51. And, you know, my dad had a heart attack a couple of years ago. And I'm just, I want to get to a point where, you know, I could walk my daughter down the aisle. That's super important to me. So whether that's having one pizza a month, I'm good with that. I'd rather, I'd rather walk my daughter down the aisle than have, you know, every, every day have pizza. Now we have a ritual at home every Friday night. It's pizza night with the kids. Last week I made one where the crust was um, ground chicken and it was delicious. I mean, you make it taste good and it was good. You know I mean? It, it, it's basically, it's basically a healthy chicken parm, but it was delicious. Mm. Um, but I, I try to make sure you're, you know, I, I live by the um, every 10th thing I eat. I I'll snack a little bit. So like the 10th thing would be like a small piece of dark chocolate and that's enough. You know, that's enough for me. I'm good with that. I'm spending a lot more time trying to build healthy muscle as opposed to, you know, like really cutting weight. That's why like, I'm, I'm good with a pound a week. That's what I've been sitting on. I lose a pound a week and I'm happy with that. If I do any more, I feel like I'm cutting out you know, I mean, I'm Italian, dude. My last name ends in a vowel. I, I like, I like my, you know, I like bread. I, you know, you just gotta like it, but your body also now I know when I'm eating something that my body doesn't like, you know, my joints hurt, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 39 in a couple of days. My joints hurt, you know, I, I I'm bloated, you know, you're walking around and that shirt felt so good an hour ago. And now it's like, why, where did this come from? You know? And it's like, like you're just, you just know, I mean, you know, your body, you know what your body wants, you know, for a long time, I thought it was cheese and I thought it was dairy, but it's because every time I had dairy, I had it with gluten. So now it's, you know, it's like, oh man, it's really the gluten. It's not the cheese. Now I'm not going around eating pounds of fresh mozzarella every day, but if I want to have a little piece of Parmigiano Reggiano with a little bit of raw honey on it, I'm going to do it because it tastes good. And it's, you know, and it's a little bit of salt that my body needs and it gets it going. So it's definitely hard, especially coming from an Italian background. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you just gotta be, you just gotta be conscious of, you know, everybody says it it's in moderation, right? You want a pizza, have the pizza, you know, but at the end of the day, like today I did, I did, um, I did push, you know, I, I whooped my you know ass at the gym. And mm -hmm. if I wanted to have a little piece of chocolate, I'm going to have it later. But in the same sense, if I didn't, and I just sat at my desk all day, I'm not doing it, you know, it doesn't make sense to, it's a reward mm -hmm. now.
To- totally get it. And I think the perspective is, is spot on. You know, one consistency over intensity. You know, we can bring bring the intensity into certain workouts and stuff like that. And we bring it into our into our professional lives. But really it's consistency over intensity. It's going to get it done. You know, it, it is that pound a week. You know, I'm sorry, pound a, yep. yeah, pound a week versus, you know, again, let me just kind of try to blow through 10 pounds or five pounds and then fall off. You know, like we're all defining kind of what success looks like, what consistency looks like, let ourselves, you know, be able to do these things without so much sacrifice that it becomes unattainable or unsustainable mm-hmm, for us yep. to get, for us to get where we want to go. And I did look, I, I feel you in the regards that as a, you know, being in the kitchen as a chef all around, you know, I spent, many years in the insurance and risk management business. And the vast majority of my clients, I mean, were hospitality, you know, look, the stuff that I love eating, drinking, working out, you know, like I would work with, and, you know, there is this perception and reality, you know, look like chefs, like overweight chefs, you're around food yeah. all the time, you know, they're going out back and they're smoking. We see the TV shows too, you know, like oh, yeah. the reality. It's like they go out back and they're smoking and then they're cooking and then they're around food and that's what it is. And then I do think as, as you know, what you described really so well, it's like, okay, I am married. I do have children. I have a growing hospitality empire. You know, I see how many... I got to reshuffle these priorities, you know, a little, again, yep. I got to really start thinking about sustainability, longevity, how I want to go about, you know, what is balance, you know, harmony, success really look like? Hmm? Yeah. 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 All the pizza, some of the pizza, but yeah. all the pizza. these things are, are, you know, we get to these points in our lives and, and, you know, some people make the right choices. Some people make the, make the wrong, the wrong choices, you know, that are, that are there. Let me ask you specifically, cause you mentioned it twice. Like, what, what was your process in terms of, of, of deciding you were going to go for the surgery, like the gastric sleeve surgery? You know, what did, what did that look like? So it's funny. Um, so the pandemic hit, right? So the pandemic hit and happened in March and I'm, I'm watching the news and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, so this disease, this, this virus is killing fat people. It's killing people with diabetes. And I was, and I was, uh, I had type two diabetes at that point and it's gone now, which is great. Um, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching all of this this happen and I'm like, this virus is meant to kill me. Like it really is. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm high stress, you know, I'm, I'm eating like crap all day. I'm not working out. I'm not doing anything to take care of myself. I'm like, all right, well, let's see, let's see what this looks like. Now, granted the best part about it, it was at that time, my wife was the executive pastry chef for Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola had this really cool thing where they had like, they had an insurance, but then they also had a different set of insurance that covered cool things like a gastric sleeve. So, and it covered not only like my, it wouldn't cover only my wife, but it would also cover her spouse. So I'm like, cool, let's look into it. So out of pocket for the entire thing, it was like 800 bucks. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. And I was in and out of the hospital in a day. So this is my competitive nature, which was hilarious, was the way you get out of the hospital after the sleep is if you're able to drink one bottle of water in like a four-hour period. Now, remember, I mean, your stomach's swollen, it's stapled, you know, like there's so much wrong going on. And you have to be able to do 20 laps around the floor. So, I mean, I finished that bottle in 35 minutes and I was doing 40 laps around the floor. I was like, get me out of this damn hospital. I just can't do it, you know, and, and it's in the middle of COVID. So I'm like, the last thing I want to do is, you know, be on this floor. So my competitive nature was, 
listen, I need to be out of here tomorrow morning. And, um, and it was great at 9am, they called my wife and they go, come get him. He's annoying us. He's walking around the hospital floor every four seconds, because he wants to get the hell out of here. So it worked out. But the, the sleeve has definitely changed my life in many ways. In one one, it gave me you know, it, it allowed me to do certain things I wasn't able to do. Like I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs and, and feel good about it. Now I'm fine. You know, you actually going to the gym and not feeling like we'll get the fat guy in the corner trying to do bench press. He should be on the treadmill, you know? Um, and then also it allowed, it gave me confidence, right? It gave me confidence to go and walk mm. to touch tables and talk, talk to tables, you know, and instead of it being the guy whose apron doesn't, doesn't fit around his waist, you know? So it definitely helped. My thing was I went from, I went from 380 to 270 like that, right? It took like mm. a year and it was weird. I actually put weight on again because I started hitting the gym because I didn't like the way I looked. It was flabby. It was, you know, it, it would hang over the belt and, and I didn't do enough to take care of myself during the process. So I, so about a year ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start hitting the gym again because they were very adamant about not hitting the gym during all this. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, and they were very adamant about cardio, 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 only cardio. And I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it a little differently and see how this, how this works. So I was like, I'm going to set out to gain 20 pounds of muscle or 20 pounds in general. And I want to see how this looks. And I want to be able to fit into it, you know, an XL or two XL, but make it tight around the arms, you know, like that was my goal. And while I was doing it, I'm like, let me be smart on how I'm doing this. I'm eating, you know, three ounces of protein, two ounces of vegetables, one ounce of starch and a starch is either potato or rice. And it felt good. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I wear an XL two X now I want to get, obviously get down to a large XL. I was always a bigger kid. Even when I was in really mm -hmm. good shape, I was always just a bigger kid. Um, I've always packed on muscle easily. Um, but then I went into the gym and of course, like I'm going to move weight. I'm going to bench press 315 pounds. I'm going to do all that. And then quickly realized I'm not 22 years old anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and I went in and like, you know, by my first weekend, I hurt my back. My second weekend, my left knee hurts, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I was like, I really have to like be smart on how I do this. So then I just started doing tons and tons of um, research and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start doing, you know, I, I switched it up all the time. So like one for like six weeks straight, we did, uh, you know, we did one body part a day, four sets, uh, four exercises, four sets each, but the sets were 20 reps, 15 reps, 12 reps. And then we did a superset of all of them combined and it, it worked. I mean, I packed on a good amount of size, you know, I felt better. I wasn't as flabby, like skin started to tighten up. I started taking collagen, you know, I started taking creatine every morning, you know, I, and then just started incorporating things that worked. I didn't do it all at once because I didn't want to be that guy because then you don't know what works, you know, but little by little, we started adding things in. And by we, my cousin works out with me. He's, I'm trying to get him onto the, um, under the health train. He's 30. And, uh, you know, I feel like now's the time for him to really kick it into high gear. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I slowly started incorporating new things into my workouts, into my eating routines, you know, for a little while there, I was on the liver King kick. So I was eating raw beef liver and quickly realized that shit's disgusting and I can't do it. So I, you know, I do incorporate a little bit of, um, awful meat into my diet and I'll probably do like four ounces a week, whether it's heart or kidney or spleen or something like that. I also do every once in a while, take the beef liver pills just to see how, if it really feels different, I'll be honest. Um, in about three weeks ago, I started the AG one, 
And mm-hmm. I completely kicked out the liver pills because I just feel so much more fulfilled and I just have a lot more energy than I did before. Um, and never that I had low energy, but after like a meal, I would kind of feel it a little bit, get a little groggy, you know, but mm-hmm. now it's like, it's, it's, it's firing on all cylinders all the time. And it's weird. It also gives me, it also gave me a little bit of, I don't know, like the fogginess kind of went away. It was more clarity, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're sitting there. And I think it's just missing out on a lot of those minerals and vitamins that I wasn't getting because I was so adamant about these, these liver pills. Um, the collagen pills I'm taking right now are good, but I'm waiting for them to come run out. Cause I really want to try the bubs. Nice. I want to see how that's going to work out for me. Well, so I, I just, again, I love your perspective on it. And I think this, this is super important also for everybody out there, you know, this test and retest, you know, like, okay, give things a try, mm-hmm. see how you feel with them, you know, over time, yeah. maybe it's 30 days, maybe it's 60 days, but whatever your, your trial period is, typically I give things 90 days, you know, for me, if mm-hmm. it's something new that I want to try and thinking about integrating or trying a new version or option of the same thing, like, like is this going to displace, you know, something else? I like to, I like to keep it simple, but the point that you made that also really stands out is when you start combining too many things at the same time and introducing all this different stuff, it's confusing because you really do not know then you, you can't point your friend. This is the one that's helping me or this, this is how I feel because they all get jumbled, you know, jumbled together. And there are a lot of options out there. There is a lot of noise out there. It's all, but what it really comes back down to is a lot of what you're talking about here. Simplicity. Okay. Can I keep it clean? What does clean look like, you know, for me? What does it look like to also allow myself to have the things that I still want mm, in my life and in what degree of moderation? mm, If I want to make continuous improvements and I'm going to try different things, whether it's, okay, I haven't been on creatine before. What does that look like? Five grams a day for how many days? Let me see how this looks. Okay. I've never tried the liver pills in there, so I couldn't say, you know, anything about that, but this is how I feel when I've been taking them. Okay. Rather than layer on, let's say athletic greens on top of that, let's try it now, you know, compare and contrast. Let's see how I feel if I did this instead of this or so on and so forth. So that you get again, an accurate test and retest. And you really can go on your own personal feelings, performance, trial, testing, error, so on and so forth, and really play it like a marathon that it is, you know, and not a sprint and not that like just more is better, you know? Yep. Throw more products, throw more supplements, throw more money at the issue over and over again. More is not necessarily necessarily better. I think that that's um, probably true in cooking too. You know, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like oh the yeah. Best, the best chefs take the simplest, you know, take the simplest things to make and and the highest quality yep. of ingredients and everything to make those things super spectacular. Special thanks to our sponsors of the Midlife Mail Podcast: Human Improvement, Clean, Easy to Digest protein, the official exclusive protein powder of the midlife male. Head over to buy high, that's B-U-Y-H-I dot C-O. You're going to save 15%. Use the promo code midlife male at checkout. That is human improvement, 22 grams of organic protein, five grams of healthy fiber, zero grams of added sugar, guaranteed great taste vanilla or chocolate. This is protein powder that actually makes you feel better. Perfect example of that is um, when I was um, 20, 
20 years old, 21 years old. I was working in New York City and um, I was doing this event and Chef Danielle Baloud was there. Danielle Baloud's one of the best chefs in the world. And uh, I'm making all these, I'm putting this whole dish together and I go and give it to him. And I, I, I probably, I think I counted at that point, I counted like 18 ingredients on his dish. And it's mm-hmm. a small little bite. It was literally like a, a two by two, not even, it was like a one and a half by one and a half. And he comes up to me and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, good chefs are not identified with what they put on the plate. They're identified with what they left off the plate. He goes, don't ever forget that. Five ingredients is all you need. And it mm-hmm. and it's resonated, you know, because like for a very long time, I was that guy. Let's see what else, foie gras, beef, you know, all let's throw all this stuff on a plate and let's see how it tastes. But now it's like, if you look at my restaurants, and my ingredients, I mean, it's three to six ingredients at the most. And it's important. And, and it's the same with, you know, it's the same with everything, right? It's the same with working out. Like, you know, I could, I, I, in 20, when I was 24 years old, I leg pressed 2,500 pounds for four reps, right? Mm-hmm. Now I throw two plates on each side. I do one leg at a time. And then I rep it out for 25 reps. And I jumped on the other day. I was like, let me see what I could do. I threw on, I think it was like 14 plates and I still did it for eight reps and I felt good. I didn't kill myself. I was just, let's see what I can do. You know, it's a one-time thing. I feel so much better doing the less weight, more reps and really building a sweat. Cause then from that, I did step ups. And from that I did Romanian deadlifts and I'm able to do more than one thing. And you feel so much better. Like the, the, now it's more slower reps you know, slower reps, lighter weight, and really feel the contraction. It's yep. the same thing as, 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 as cooking, you know, like less is 99% more. It's like black truffles. When you put black truffles on something, you're not putting a pound on there. A teaspoon is enough. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go so crazy all the time. And I think we live in a society where it's all or nothing all the time. And you have to move, you know, you have to bench press a Buick, you know, you have to do yeah. it. And it's like, relax. You know, I, I, it's okay. I you, don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I say all the time, it's like, in a lot of this, you're not going to go zero to a hundred, you know, overnight, you're going to blow the engine. You know, you're not going to go a hundred to zero, you know, immediately you're going to, you're going to fry the brakes, you know, on this, mm-hmm. all of these concepts, you know, simple is hard and doing simple. Yeah. Well, you know, is, is really, really hard, you know, and when you can develop that discipline, Mm-hmm. Again, to think about less, the fundamentals work and they work everywhere. I say also, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could be the kitchen, could be the gym, could be the business. It's all, it's all connected in the manner that how we do one thing is really how we do everything. I mean, you can push and pull and hinge and do the basics work. People want to, yeah. you know, sex it up and, and, and complicate it or do all mm-hmm. that. And it could be fun. Sure. I mean, we see all different modalities and I mean, as long as you're having fun and you're moving like, like great, but it also doesn't have to be super ridiculously heavy, super ridiculously complicated. Super, it just needs to, like, Hey, here's what we need to do to move. Here's what we need to do to get healthy. The basics work. They've worked forever. You know, quality yep. is always going to trump, you know, quantity in there too. And, and have a plan, have a recipe to these things so that it's not just random and by default. Um, Here's what keeps coming to mind, you know, also, like, as you describe your, your transformation, which really, yeah, I mean, and I think you're still in the midst of a transformation. Yeah, you still absolutely. Have, we all continuously, you know, want, want to move, want to move forward. But as you're describing your transformation and your process, again, and your level of discipline and doing the research, and all, I got to ask you, because I think a lot of guys struggle on this too. 
I guess in a way, I kind of want like, wow, you have all these amazing skills, the way that you think about things, the way that you attack things, the competitive nature. How did you get there in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of guys end up in that. And it's like, they don't even know how they got there. You know, whether it's 380, yeah. you know, or out of a job or like, like whatever else. And then they're like, they don't really know how to start turning it, turning it around. And yeah. I always wonder, especially with the turnarounds, whether it's, you know, the Goggins, you know, or guys like, you're like, wait a minute, like, how the fuck did you get there in the first place? If you're this smart, this disciplined, this capable and this able, you know, ability to do it. Yeah. So for me, for me, I mean, I can tell you it was, uh, I was 24 years old. Um, I really, really, really like got on the, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a chef and this is all I'm going to do. So I literally lived in the restaurant for 17 to 20 hours a day. Um, and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do for a living. And I kind of already knew I wanted to be a chef. Um, but when that switch went off, I, I was like, let me get to the restaurant two hours earlier and not go to the gym. Let me, let me keep working. And instead of sitting down to eat a meal, let me just have a piece of bread. And it was, it was constant neglect on you and your body. And, and then the perfect storm happened, right? So then I was playing volleyball with my family. We play volleyball every year with the family and I go up for a spike. And when I come down, I landed on a rock right on my lower back, chipped my tailbone, created a cyst on the back, lower back of my, of my, um, butt basically, and had to get surgery. So get surgery, everything like that laid up for, I think it was like three or four weeks and then just never got back into the gym. Like it just never was a thing. I was just like, screw it is what it is. And I think at that point I was probably sitting at like, I don't know, 210, 215, 220, something like that. And then it was just, you know, a catapult of just, I'm going to, you know, and, and it's not like the pain in my lower back has ever gone away. You can't fix a tailbone. So like, you know, every once in a while, if I'm sitting for a long period of time, it hurts. And that's actually, I took that, I took that laying on my stomach for, you know, 14 to 20 days to now thinking about how that felt, right? Like, so I've been sitting on my stomach. I was literally watching TV eating on my stomach because I couldn't sit. And now I get to a point where I'm in pain sitting for more than an hour and a half to two hours at a time. I'm like, I got to get my ass up and walk. So now like, you know, like we were just saying one, uh, I'm wearing the office right now. We have two offices, one here and one in Alpharetta, Georgia, but, uh, some of the staff is in this office and the staff's up there. And, uh, we were like, I go, Hey guys, you know, every day moving forward that we're in the office together, we're doing 30 minute walk breaks. And they're like, why? I was like, cause I can't keep sitting on my ass. I was like, you know, I, you know, I'll do some content where I'm filming some food you know, that was like the pizza and stuff like that. That's all content for, you know, an oven company or stuff like that. And they want me to do stuff for them. Um, but like, you know, when you have a bite of pizza, you know, I, and you've been eating clean all day, you just want to, either you want to, you want to spit that pizza out or you're like, I need to go on a walk to make me feel better now. But that was what it was. I mean, it was, it was basically like, I, I tell you at the time, like for me, it was, it was the perfect storm of trying to be the best chef ever basically just neglecting everything but the kitchen and that injury. And it was like, it was just because before that I was in the gym every day, you know, I made sure I got to the gym, you know, 10 AM and, and, you know, it wasn't probably until about, you know, year, a year ago, maybe even a little bit before that, where I did actually listen to um, Michael Chernow's podcast and he kept talking about the morning routine. And it's not like, you know, I didn't have one. I just had one, but it wasn't anything that involved making myself better. It was, 
get up at six 30, get the kids ready, get to, get to, uh, the restaurant, you know, and everything like that. Now it's up at five meditate for 15 minutes, read for 45 minutes, get the kids ready, get them to school, get to the gym, no matter what, even if like, so the perfect thing about our gym is it's the one that I go to, I go to an LA fitness. It's right, right next door to Piedmont park, which is our central park. Some days I don't feel like lifting any weights. So I go on an hour walk and I go the long way and I go the hard way. And, and I, and I enjoy nature because my thing is also for chefs is we're stuck in fluorescent lighting all day long. Right. Mm. So you never, Oh, that's why a lot of chefs aren't healthy. You're never seeing the sun and you don't get any vitamin D you ever, you know, that's why during the pandemic, so many chefs either left the industry because they felt like what it's like to be outside or they went and moved to like Puerto Rico and cooked on the beach and sold tacos for $4 a piece. And they can live off that. So I, you know, there's so much, I mean, we talk about it in the, the chefs that are in the company. Like one of my chefs is huge into yoga. And it was because, you know, I started getting healthy. He wanted to get healthy as well. And he says all the time when he interviews his staff, he goes, what's your morning routine? <laughs> and if they respond with, I get up an hour before, he won't hire him. I was like, hire him, but teach him, dude. Like, let's show them the way. Mm. So that's, that's it's hard. It is I mean, so much brilliance in there and, and, and working backwards. It's like, okay. That's a mindset and that's a totally different perspective. That's just a perspective shift, D- different ways to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I cannot hire this person, kind of shut the door, rule them out based on the answer that they've given me. Or maybe a great candidate hmm, who we can just show them the way, hmm, a different way. Yeah. They don't know what they don't know because we've been there yeah. you know, also you know, on, on that. Now, I love, you know, also when you talk about the morning routine, that's another subtle kind of shift in mindset in perspective from having a quote unquote morning routine. Here it is. You know, of course we all wake up, you know, brush our teeth, you know, then we did, you know, we got kids, maybe I take them to school. But what you're describing is that subtle little shift into having purpose and intention with the morning routine. I mean, it should be designed, you know, in a way to help you get further along with your actual goals. So again, you can have one. I know people check the box, check the box. And maybe that makes you feel good that you've done a few of these things. No harm, no foul. But again, with everything, go back and like, what is actually the purpose and what is the intention of this? Mm -hmm. And if it's not helping me (laughs) farther along in my goals, again, just like an ingredient, remove the ingredient. I don't need it. I don't need a Mm -hmm. 17 step morning routine, you know, per se. If I can have a five-step morning routine that results in spending the time with the family, getting to the fitness goals, getting my head screwed on straight for the day, making the kind of money I want to make, like why, again, more is not necessarily better. And I think some of this stuff gets, again, a lot of noise gets kind of lost in translation a little bit, which goes back to like, what's the purpose? Like, what's really the intention? Whether that's a pound a week, whether that's, from four restaurants in the group to six restaurants in the group over what period of time, you know, in work magazine, I'm making notes as you were talking, a lot of what you were describing in your situation is so typical for guys, regardless of the industry that they're in, which is we're hardwired to go be successful by what societal metrics of success are, mm-hmm. which is salary title or being the top chef or whatever. So we go, what I call the over-indexing trap. We go all in. 
And because of that, it's at, it's, it comes at a cost. Hmm? And you end up there and you go, oh, wait a minute. I've literally put everything, cast everything else aside to be the very best at this, you know, or to go after, to go after this. And then we do get to 35, 39, 40, so on and so forth. And we go, wait a minute. Like that's a really interesting tipping point moment, you know, where, where do I go from, go from here? And I think what you're pointing out too, which is so is when you get to that point, like, okay, we can apply all that we've learned and all that we've experienced. Now I can apply all the skills that I have, preparation, consistency, accountability, discipline, everything. Now I can just go apply them to good. Like I'm going to go get back into harmony even more. I'm going to reframe and redefine kind of what success, success looks like. Hey there, guys. Let's talk about the Kineon Move Plus red light therapy device. This product has been a complete game changer for me. At 50 years old, I am always looking for ways to stay active and maintain my physical health, and the Move Plus has truly helped me to achieve that. The benefits have been incredible, improved joint mobility, reduced inflammation, even better sleep because I'm not tight and in pain all the time. I highly recommend it to other middle-aged men or anyone actually out there at any age, stage, gender that's looking to take control of their health and wellness, sustainability, longevity, feel, and move better. Head over to kineon.io forward slash midlife mail. You can use the promo code midlife mail. You're going to save yourself 10%. You're going to love this product. Check it out. So what is to them? What does 40 look like, you know, to you, you know, what are the next, how do you map out? Well, you know, like, and how far out, you know, do you, do you map? Cause you're, it's around the bend. Oh yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm a year away. So it's funny. Um, I was having this conversation with a kid that I um, hired about a week ago. And he said, he asked me in the interview, which I've never been asked. Like I've never been asked how old you are. So um, I go, I'm 38. And he goes, Really? And I was like, yeah, why? I was like, do I look older? And he goes, no, but you own four restaurants. You should be like 50. And I was like, true. I was like, but I also felt like I was going to have 10 by now. And he goes, mm. and he goes, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why do you say that? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I heard a gentleman tell me a long time ago, you spend the first 30 years of your life trying to kill yourself and the last 30 years of your life trying to stay alive. And I was like, cool. I love that, you know, because literally think about what we do between zero and 30. We jump off of roofs. We do dumb shit. We probably do stuff in the ocean that we shouldn't be doing. You know, the, the alcohol, you know, all that stuff, all of the marijuana. And now it's, you know, the conversations I have with my friends are what kind of eye cream are you using? <laughs> you know, like that's what we do now, you know? And it's like, it's funny on how you try to take care of yourself. So I told this kid, I go, listen, I go, don't worry about how old I am. This is, the, this is what I tell you. Fuck around from your 20s to your 30s. Your 30s to your 40s, you spend all your time getting your shit together. I cannot wait for 40 because I feel like for me, 40 is really when I'm going to start really producing like generational wealth, You know, where I get to a point where a lot of things will just come into fruition that I've been working on. You know, like I'll plant a seed six years ago that has just come into fruition now. Like perfect example is uh, three years ago, I did the four D's with Gary V. Right. And 
a month ago, I did an event for Gary V and Shaquille O'Neal in because he was like, you own restaurants in Atlanta, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, long run, just let me know. You don't have to think of it right now. And I'm like, cool. Like, do you know what that's like to have the Gary V card in your pocket? You know what I mean? Like anything you need. And, and I'm not going to be in, I'm not going to be a jerk and be like, yo, I need, you know, season tickets to the Knicks. Like, I don't care about stuff like that. It'll be something like, for instance, like I want to do this event in Miami called Art Basel, and I may be able to tap into it and do something like that with Gary, you know, and that could be a lot of fun. So, you know, I feel as if, um, you know, my 40s, in my opinion, is where all my goals are really set, right? So like, um, right before, right when we, after we opened Grana during the pandemic, we needed money, right? So I wanted to, I really wanted to build this restaurant group. I wanted to figure out how we were going to do this. So actually started like this little side gig where I was buying and selling baseball cards online and I made a killing, like literally killing. I bought 500 Luka Doncic rookie cards for $20 a piece and sold them all between a thousand and 2000 a piece and funded my next restaurant. It was insane. It was insane. Insane. Right. So I did that. Then on top of it, I was like, all right, well, let's sell our house. Let's get out of this huge house we own. Let's go move to, you know, Buckhead or school systems are better. We bought a condo and we still live there now. And I'm happy with that. We sold our cars. We, 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 we downsized a little bit, saved a ton of money. Now, every dollar, which is probably not a smart way to do it, but I, I do it this way anyway, because I just always double down on myself. But every time we open a restaurant, my bank account goes to zero every single time I cut, you know, half a million dollar checks, it goes to zero. My thing is, you know, my father told me this a long time. He said in Italian because he doesn't he, he 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 doesn't just know how to say marathon in Italian. But he said, "Life is a marathon; it's not a sprint. Be patient." He's like, "Patience is what's going to get you to where you need to be." And my wife says it all the time. Like, I'll come home sometimes. I'm like, "Damn, I really wish I dropped three pounds this week instead of one." She goes, "You know how long it took you to gain a hundred pounds?" She's like, "It took patience to do that. It's going to take patience for you to lose it." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." And and I try to instill that try to instill that on staff as well. You know, the, the question, the one question I get all the time is how do I become you? And I'm like, I don't know, man, eat shit for 20 years. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I mean, that's basically the key. Like you put your head down and you say, yes, chef, no chef. I don't know, chef. And you do everything possible to get better at what you do for a living. And I feel like, you know, there's, there's little things like real estate. I want to get involved in. I feel like that's going to be in my forties where I get a couple, you know, Airbnb, their Blue Ridge is a beautiful area in Georgia, stuff like that. On top of it, it's like, you know, little things like the grill guy I was telling you about earlier, or now we have a knife company that's asking me to do stuff, or, you know, wearing has been knocking on my door. So it, it's good to see that all these things are coming into fruition. And I feel like when I really am going to really capitalize on it is when I'm 40, because when I turn 40, I want to take a break for about a year of opening restaurants. And I want to really see where we're at as a restaurant group, see who else we need to hire, see who we don't really need that we can find a different role for them and just, you know, kind of just see what we're going to do. And at that point, it's either we double down again and we just keep put our head down and keep moving forward. Or what I could do is, you know, move, you know, open up restaurants in Nashville and create a team that goes there and does things, you know? And so there is so much that I do want to do. I do everything a year out and I try not to do it five years out because I just feel like it's, it's, it's so much could happen in five years. Like the idea was we were going to open Grana and it's going to be 10 Granas and that's all we're going to do. Then mm -hmm. Bastoni came, then Alici came and we started opening all these other restaurants and 
you know, shit happens, you know, and, and you just try to, you know, and when a cool space becomes available and it's, and it's in prime retail, you know, space you, you, and it can't sustain a 6,000 square foot restaurant, you come up with something else. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think it's, it's a good way. It's, it's, it's what I've kind of looked forward to. And I'm going to be honest. And then I think when I'm 50, I'm going to fucking destroy everything. I'm going to have the best, the best restaurant group in the world. And I feel like, you know, people need to get out of my way at 50. I'm, I'm pumped. People, people get really like down about age. It's, I don't give a shit. I really don't. I just know what I'm capable of and what could I could accomplish. And I want to surround myself with people that are like-minded or smarter than me that help me get to that point. A lot of times as a younger age, I was afraid to surround myself with smarter people because I felt like they were going to take my job. And now I don't like, they're making me better. Like, let's go, you know? And, and one day, hopefully they get smart enough to realize they could do it on their own. Or sometimes people just enjoy being number twos or number threes or number 17s and they don't need to be a number one. And they're fine with that, you know? So that's, that's all I look at. I mean, I listen, people say 40, I'm pumped. I can't wait. It's, it's, it's so good. And it's also because you're getting better. You know, like, this is what I try to tell me all also, like all the experiences that you've had in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, they've gotten you to again, to, to where, to where you are. And we can learn from those and continue to learn to help get, help get us where it is again, that we want to go. I think, you know, we talk about the aging thing and I say to people all the time, it's like, this is not something to fear. You know? We should start seeing aging, you know, as something aspirational. Like there's so much runway ahead of us right now to live longer and healthier and happier. Say it, you know, every week, it's the premise of basically, you know, what I do and what my purpose is and what I live for is, hey, you know, how many guys can we help maximize middle age? Really? It went from like one Okay, like means one guy in a conversation, you know, and and we can work together in a in a relationship. Now it's what does a million look like, you know? And how do we reach this fifty three million middle aged guys in country? How do we? What does a million look like? And how do we create content and conversations, you know, uh, to inspire and to teach and to motivate, you know, and to learn from? So that we wake up each day feeling energized and feeling better than the day before and feeling like, again, our best days are, are really in front of you. I mean, I couldn't agree more clearly, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think whether you get there at, or let's say you go on 38 or 39, and then I'm going to be 40, and go, okay, my 40s are going to be, or you know, you're 45 right now and you go, okay, it's going to be 46 or 47 or 48. It doesn't really matter, you know? Like the specifics, I think, of the number per se. I think what really matters is again, what are you doing each day, you know, to get better? Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I struggle with five years, you know, down the road. I think five is too yeah. much. You know, I like I like one. I really kind of like three. What I've landed right. on is like the sweet spot, you know, and we can we can play around a little bit in that area. But am I perfectly mapped for three? No. You know, but I think if you keep coming backwards or reverse engineer back, like I'm better mapped for next quarter, I'm better mm-hmm. mapped for next year, better mapped. and then like we'll see. Okay, I got a destination for three, ideally. I was talking to a guy yesterday, I said, like right now I'm driving west, you know, that's yep. sort of, you know, as I get closer, to west, like maybe west becomes, you know, it might be Laguna, it might be, you know, who knows, but right now I'm just driving west. I have time to get narrower, you know, and, and deeper. But yep. these choices that you're describing too, 
they're, they're super interesting in terms of, again, how we make decisions. Do we have one concept and do I scale that out? Or like, am I creatively charged and passionate and want to, and I want to do different kinds of concepts and have that kind of portfolio in my hospitality company, you know, and mm-hmm. where do we go and how do we do these things? I think, I think it's all awesome. And I also think what you touched on, which is so great is these opportunities that are coming to you. And again, those are also, they're not by accident. They're the result of years of consistency and work and building a life resume that adds up to you know, professionalism, credibility, authenticity, accountability. And then that's who people want to work with. That's who brands want to work with. Mm-hmm. And they're not going out there on day one. You know, let me get that. Hey, let me see how you stick around you know? <laughs> for, yep. for, for a while, you know, in there, in there too. Um, and I'll just end on, on the betting on yourself. Okay. That's an interesting one. Love the notion of betting on yourself. Obviously, like you've got a risk taker, you know, mentality. Yep. If you can go to zero and opening up a new restaurant, that's a level of of entrepreneurship, a level of risk, you know, that's out there. Has that changed at all? Like, like since you've had kids, or like, or do you also kind of know what it feels like now that you you know you've done three, you've done four, you're so on and so forth. So, so I'm gonna take you back to. 2007. So 2007, I, um, I invested $25,000 in a restaurant that was already open. Um, that was the equivalent of me owning like the, the key holder where the key goes in. That's how big this restaurant was. And that's how much was invested before me. Um, so I worked there for a year. I left and they weren't cutting checks back yet. And three months later, they were out of business. So that was my first fail, right? Then I left there. I worked for somebody for a few months. After that, I left. I opened a pizza place. It lasted two years, and I over I over uh, committed myself. I opened a second location within a year, and they both closed. So I had three failures in the first, you know, three at bats. Realistically, so I'm not making I'm not making the All Star team, and I'm not going to the Hall of Fame, right? So anyone else probably would have just found a different career. Um, me. I opened a restaurant and then I opened another restaurant in Norwalk, Connecticut right after that. And, and, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have my wife yet. I didn't have kids yet. And I remember opening that restaurant for, uh, I had $12,000 in cash and then I borrowed 60,000 from the landlord. And then I, I rang, uh, $60,000 on American express credit cards and I had no money to open the restaurant to make payroll on the first day. Forgot to pay the electric bill, and they shut the electric off. And so I had to close two days into opening that restaurant. I had to beg, steal, cheat, lie to get twenty five hundred dollars to put the electric back on. And I've never bounced another check in my life since then. And I think what happened was that, in my opinion, was rock bottom. Was not being able to pay staff. Like you know that I I am responsible for people, and the fact that I could not pay them was always something that kind of just lingered on me. So fast forward five years later, I moved to Atlanta. I sell my restaurant in Connecticut. The deal was I get seventy five thousand in cash, two hundred seventy five thousand dollars over five years, so on and so forth. After the second month, I never saw another dime. Dude went bankrupt. Never got any money back. So now I'm about to open a brand new restaurant called the White Bulls. My first restaurant in Atlanta. 
And I do it again. Now I'm married. I have a kid. And right when we signed a lease, we found out that we have another kid on the way. So I did it again. I put, I put 75,000 in cash down. And then this time I racked up $225,000 worth of American Express credit cards. And so what happened was I worked every single day, every single day for nine months. My first day off was when my daughter was born and I went to work, work two days later. And then I'll tell you what happened in between the two days, but I went to work two days later. When I went back to work, I cut the final check to American express and we were completely paid back. And it's the hard work and dedication. That's the thing. Like I am more than comfortable with throwing everything on my back and just going right through a brick wall. And just nobody can stop me because I know what that failure felt like. And I never want to feel that set of failures again. I'll fail every day now, whether it's on hiring an employee I shouldn't have, you know, buying a product I shouldn't have, you know, those are many failures to me. Going to zero on opening another restaurant is not a failure to me. To me, it's I'm just doubling and tripling down on me because I know what I could accomplish in life and I know what I want to accomplish in life. Mm -hmm. um, now, to go back in between, in, between the, um, in between those two days of going back and paying everything off, I, uh, I told my... So right after my daughter was born, she was born at 6 p.m. on a on a Tuesday. Wednesday at 8 a.m. I I take every meeting, everyone. I take every meeting. You never know where it's going to go, so I take every single meeting. So I didn't want to take this meeting um, because I just didn't know where it was going to go. And my daughter was just born, so I go, babe, listen, I'm going home. The shower, I'll be back. So during that shower, the shower, which I never went to actually take, I actually had a meeting about opening another restaurant with this gentleman that already had a space that he wanted to partner with me on. So within a two hour meeting, Grana, our second restaurant was born and go back to the hospital to spend time with my, my wife and my, my daughter. And I'm not showered. And my wife's like, what the hell is, what happened? And I was like, I, I ended up having to go to a meeting. I'm sorry. I was like, but we're opening another restaurant. If that makes you feel any better. She's like, let me get this straight. She goes, we have a daughter. She was just born. Our son is three. And you want to open another restaurant? I was like, yeah. I mean, isn't that just fun? And she's like, you're nuts. I was like, yeah. But that's the, the risk taking that I enjoy because, you know, I looked at Atlanta and I was like, what does Atlanta need? You know, when I was, when I was here and I came to visit a bunch of times, like, you know, the, the Italian cuisine in Atlanta didn't really exist. It was mostly chicken Parmesan, fettuccine Alfredo. And that's not Italian food. That's Italian American. So I was like, I could bring some fun stuff to this. And, and I know that if I'm here working and I pick a really good team, then, you know, there's no one to blame by myself at the end. And I already know what failure feels like, and I don't want to feel that again. So I'm just going to keep pushing as hard as I possibly can. And at the end of the day, if the chef or the manager that I pick doesn't work out, that's a fail and I'll fix it. And I move on. Perfect example was my restaurant that we opened last March. Um, not this past one, but the one before the chef and GM didn't make it. And I had to go in and take it all over and, and, and start from scratch and redo it. And, and I'm fine with that. You know, now granted, I'm fine with it, but also at the expense of my family, my wife, and that's not fair to them. You know, I, I, my wife was showing me pictures the other day, you know, now that's, that's the sunshine side of it. The bad side of it is, you know, my wife was showing me pictures the other day. I completely missed the four years of my kids' lives. I missed my son's four years of my son's life. I missed the first to almost second year of my daughter's life. I literally have, have worked every single day. And now finally, knock on wood, I'm at a point where you know, I make sure I took my kids in bed every night and I make sure I take them to school every morning. I make sure that I'm at every single one of their Saturday games. And I make sure that Sundays is strictly for 
us. Now, every once in a while, I'll get asked to do an event on a Sunday and I do it, but they'll either come with me or we'll do something before or do something after like that time I spend with them. You can't, there's nothing, you know, I tell people all the time, I won't get out of bed for less than 500 a day. If you want me to do an event for you and it's, it involves me having to sacrifice the time for my kids and you don't want to pay me for it. I'm not coming to do it. It's unfortunately I'm past those times. I don't need, I don't need to go and do things for free anymore. You know, I will for the right cause, but definitely not on a Sunday, you know, and like that's, that's the time I get with them, you know, and like, they're fun. They're seven and four. Like, this is yeah. the fun. My son's, my son's costing me an arm and a leg on Pokemon cards right now. My daughter's getting into, you know, my daughter's getting into makeup. So she's, she's destroying my soul at four years old, putting makeup on, but it's, you know, it's, it's a fun time and they really enjoy having dad. So the risks I take now, they're still as big as they were before, but I push even harder because I know what the risk is, right? It's, it's, you could lose it all. And there goes your family and, and your house and everything that's sitting comfortably. But I just push hard and I surround myself again with the, the right amount of people because I feel like they are what are going to take me to the next level. I have 200 employees now, you know, and that's, and it's a lot, you know, it's, it's, and, and it's not just my family. Now I'm responsible for theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, there's days that go by where I'm like, shit, man. I'm like, this was a really slow night. And you know, it, it sucks. Now, thank God I come from an immigrant family. So you always save a hundred thousand, no matter what, God forbid something happens. So I don't have to have those worries anymore. You know, now I'm just like, now you have a couple bad months. It's a different story, but you have a couple bad days. Like yesterday, you know, Monday, perfect storm, final four. And, um, and it's a week off of school. All the restaurants were dead. Every single one was dead. You know, and it hurts your soul, but it's like, it is what it is. And now my problem is I'm looking at, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Is the pasta not good anymore? Meanwhile, it's just, you know, we just had some bad days and that's fine. Hey guys, Greg here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Hone Health. I simply wanted to have my energy, acuity, focus, smile, and health back to where it was and where I expected to be. So... I turned to Hone Health, and at 49, I made the decision to go on TRT, and Hone has guided me and provided me with everything I have needed along the way. And because of this, I'm now proud to partner with Hone Health. I believe in the team, the service, the product, and the mission. I believe in what Hone is doing every day, what they've done for me, and what they can do for other midlife males to help them live better, stronger, healthier and happier lives. So if you're interested in learning more about Hone Health, go to honehealth.com forward slash midlife mail. And you can order your at-home test and consultation and save $15. Check it out. It is again, like now, like all the themes keep coming back, you know, because like that again, it's just about what consistency looks like. Over the course of of the month, the quarter, the year, like we're gonna be great. A couple of four, you know, a couple of days, you know, they're a little slow because of this storm. Okay, are we really hard on ourselves? Of course we are. We look in and you know, I, I something the other day. I'm like, I'm definitely that guy. That's like, you know, look out of ten things, nine can go right, and I'm gonna fixate on that one. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it. I'm going to struggle on that one, that one thing that I got wrong or the one person that didn't like something, you know, that I, that I put out or whatever else it is. Um, you know, and it is, it's, it's challenging to keep that perspective, but I think you also described really well, kind of the evolution of your career 
and kind of where, and the reshifting also of, of boundaries and priorities and what it looks like, you know, I mean, when you're, when you are in that hustle and grind phase, you know, or we're moving geographically to a new city and I'm trying to kind of plant my feet on the ground and get something going here and be known for something, you know, and that is different than when we're on, let's say number four, you know? Or when now I can actually say with some greater security and confidence that I don't have to do this on a Sunday. I get to if I choose to, but I don't have to, you know, necessarily in the, there. You know, big, big shifts on that stuff. Um, how do you reward yourself now? A couple of themes you brought up, you know, one you talked about like generational wealth, you know, and what that's going to maybe, you know, and like dive in on what that looks like to you and even the, the relationship with, with, Money you talked about, real estate. Now you are having more success and, and growing your group. You know, do you, how do you reward yourself? Like, do you reward yourself now? Like, is it things? Is it is it experiences? Is it you know? Is it investments? Like now that there's greater liquidity, like that heads you, that it's heading you in the direction of the kind of you know generational wealth that you're describing. So, um, so how do I reward myself? I love sneakers. Like I love sneakers. It's, 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 uh, it's something my wife is probably going to kill me with because, uh, the other day I realized there's, I have like 30 pairs now and, um, and I basically redid our entire closet and it's normally like, you know, a closet that's specifically for the female. Um, my shoes took over the entire closet and I moved all of her stuff to just her side of the bed. And she's like, you do realize I'm going to kill you, right? I was like, yeah, I got that part. <clears throat> but my shoes are priority. Um, so like every once in a while, like when we do have like a phenomenal month or something like that, I probably just, you know, I'll spend 300 bucks on a pair of Jordans or something like that. But um, my thing that I need and I know I need it and I take it often is every six to eight weeks, we take a three-day trip somewhere, somehow, something. You know, it's, I, you know, I, I work. 15 to 17 hours a day, I, my head's down all the time. I'm up at five and and I'm always pushing hard. So I know that after the six week time frame, if I don't have something already lined up, I'm starting to feed for a little time off. And for me, like I enjoy a cigar and a gin with soda and lime. And if I get that, that's a, that's a small win for now. But if I get to go visit my family in Connecticut, like we're going to this weekend or, <clears throat> you know, going to Greenville, South Carolina for a few days or going to Nashville for a few days and renting a cabin for a few days, something to just get off the grid, recharge, and then just hit even harder. And, and you don't realize what that does to you creatively wise. You know, you start to really think about things like you start to really, you know, I love to read, you know, I read for 45 minutes to an hour and a half a day. And I'm blowing through books now, right? And and I know that if within five to 10 minutes of reading a book, if it's not for me, I toss it to the side and maybe I'll go back to it in a couple of months, but I have another one lined up. You know, I enjoy that reading time. I enjoy my cigar once a month, once a week, whatever it is that I get to do. You know, those things I really look forward to myself. That's how I reward myself. I told my wife the other day though, that next year I want to do it a little differently where, you know, we do... I want to go like, let's say Alabama and let's go, let's spend a weekend in Birmingham and a weekend in Knoxville and let's do that. And then we'll do two country, we'll do two um, states a year and we'll hit four cities a year. And that could be something that's a little different because, you know, in Connecticut, where'd I go? New Jersey, Massachusetts, New York. And now I'm in Atlanta. I go Alabama, I go North Carolina and I go to Tennessee. Like, 
you know, there's, I heard Boise, Idaho is beautiful. It's somewhere yeah. I want to go, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to go and check these places out because we're so fast to go overseas and go to Italy or go to Spain. But like, there's some pretty cool stuff here and it'd be cool to just see what it's like. So that's my, uh, that's my 40 year old plan was to start doing that. Cause I figured it'll take 25 years. So by the time we're 65, we've seen them all and it'll be fun. So that's my goal. But, but I mean, I try to reward myself and a lot of the times, right. Your reward is like, you know, it's funny that you're, I'm thinking of it like right now, but I get a huge reward out of watching my son open a box of Pokemon cards. You know, like I think my hard work paying for that hundred dollar box of Pokemon cards and him opening it up and seeing what he got. And like, you know, now he's starting to talk like these guys on YouTube. He's like, pick out this pull, man. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, that's, that's hilarious. You know, and that, that is a reward enough. Um, and, you know, I tell my wife too, I was like, you know, as much as I love my kids to death, one or two vacations a year needs to be without the kids because it mm-hmm. also needs to us to allow ourselves to realize that, you know, we are people, you know, I, 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 I had to give a speech the other day for a, um, for a wedding. And I was the best man. And I said, in your marriage, there's three, there's three things. There's you, there's your spouse, and then there's all of you. And that is what people forget sometimes in a marriage is they forget of who they are. Then their spouse forgets who they are. And all they know is who they are as a family. And I was like, you know, my wife plays tennis. Love that. But we'll do, we'll do pickleball together. That's fun. You know, and that's, that's fun knowing that she does that. I do my own things. I love the gym. She loves her tennis. You know, and then collectively, we just become better parents for our kids because they see us doing all this stuff. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate on, you know, feeding my kids healthy stuff. And, and my wife is never really, you know, my wife's, a, 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 she's gorgeous. She's five, five, nine, you know, 135 pounds. She's never struggled with weight. My daughter, you could tell she's never going to struggle with weight. My son is probably going to struggle a little bit. So I say, you know, let's start now three ounces of meat, two ounces of veggies, an ounce of, of starch. Let's start, you know, let's start. But if he wants a piece of chocolate, let him have it, you know, cause it's when you cut it out a hundred percent, those mm. kids are going to fiend for that. You know, like my mom, she used to buy Nutella and hide it. If you just gave me a spoonful when I got it, I probably wouldn't want it anymore after that, but you hit it, you know, and now I'm going to go look for it. And now I want it, you know? Yep. So it's like, let's allow them to have it because it's, it's like everything. If he has it every day, it's the same reason why I don't eat pasta every day. I've had it every day of my life when I was a kid. I don't want it anymore. I want rice. <laughs> you know, I want an ounce of rice. I fiend for my rice now, not for not for spaghetti. So, so such great stuff, Pat. This has been awesome. I mean, you really kind of you you went everywhere I wanted to go. You know, I mean, we really, we, we covered family, we covered fitness, we covered finance, we covered certainly food, which is, you know, your language, you know, overall, um, we got a sneaker closet, which to me covers some fashion yeah. and, and a bunch of Jordans, you know, that, that are in there and all the fun that you're having both, you know, owning, operating, growing, evolving on all of these levels from, from travel to hospitality, you know, to just the way that you're living in and leading each each and every day. It's, it's super cool. You know, when, when guys come on the show and when you get to know people through, whether it's social, you know, or, or other things that are out there and then kind of come on, you know, it's this really cool thing to just sit back and listen. Like it is for me to sit back and listen and, and learn. And, and I'm just super excited for you. And 
gung-ho and positive for everything that's ahead for you because 40 is going to be amazing. 50 is going to be amazing. I can't, I got to get down to, to Atlanta. Okay. Please, and, man. And, and we got to eat. We got to break some bread together. You can still have your rice, but I'm going to fucking eat everything you cook okay? <laughs> <laughs> when I come down there. So yeah, just bring it all out. It is what it is. Uh, we'll get a walk in. We'll get a training session in. We'll do all this other stuff. But yeah, don't hold back. Bring me the pizza. Bring me the everything. You know, it's, it's coming. Um, got you. Yeah, and if there's anything I can do to help support you, man, I, I'm happy to because you you just embody kind of what you know what we're doing here at Midlife Mail. You know, help men maximize middle age, provide advice, experiences, shared opportunities, and what's going on. So thank you for being so open with all of it. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, thank you. All right, guys, if you like what you have heard on the podcast, I know you have. Okay, Pat Pascarella here. Go follow him. Okay, it's at Chef Pat. Pascarella on Instagram. All right, check him out. He's posting amazing stuff. You can find out all about his restaurant groups, everything, and go eat when you're down there in the Atlanta area. Uh, give us the five-star rating. Leave us the positive review. Keep the midlife mail movement growing. And if there's anything you want to hear from me, you've got guest recommendations, you've got questions, you got anything at all, just hit me up, greg at midlifemail.com. Until next week, we are out. Thank you, guys. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the Work With Me page to explore options. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.